0: Realion Harper episode 89. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We had a scheduling issue last week, but uh, the boys are back in town. It's good to be here. Episode 89, and I'm just going to throw it out there. It's the age and 89 of episodes for me. Shout out to my man Steve Smith Sr. He is the episode 89 champion for your boy KB here on this this Tuesday morning. Roman Harper, what's up, buddy? How are you?
1: I'm doing good, man. Um I can't really complain. Um Life's been kind of crazy, and I'm actually happy because last week was a miss because it wasn't my fault all the way. It wasn't like,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is always my fault. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. It's all right. It's all right. Man, it
0: made me feel good. Last week track. I had a, I had a problem. Yeah, last week I had an issue, and it, it it is never that way. And no, so no. I, I appreciate that. Well, I so. told my wife this morning she was like, "You, you got it. You you're going to go right." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." No, last week was my fault. I can't make it two weeks in a row. So yes. it, it, I'm back. We're back. We got a quick episode this morning for you before you, you know what you and I. I get back about our insane schedule so so
1: 89 is Steve Smith Steve Smith all day so I got to contribute I love Steve uh he sent me a text the other day he was in Germany Frankfurt yeah yeah he sent me a picture some some German had 41 Harper out there <laughs> like that's my dog that's
0: what I'm talking yeah
1: about. <laughs> he sent me a picture I was like oh it's probably a Camaro. he said no dude like I wouldn't just he's like dude I wouldn't fuck around like that like I saw it like I know who it is yeah like it had your name on the that's back. That's hilarious, like, man. Yes, that's what I'm
0: talking about. That's dog. awesome. That's so awesome, man.
1: All right, so my 89, and he's probably not the all-time great. He's not going to hit all these boxes that everybody thinks. But in my eyes, I was a big fan of him. Number one, he had probably one of the best or greatest nicknames of all time. All right? And no, I'm not talking about Mike Dicker, who also wore number 89. Shout out to him. But I am talking about Andre. Bad moon rising wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons back in the day. Also played for the Colts chiefs, Jackson played a lot of places. Bottom line is this. He went to the pro bowl five times from 1990 to 93. And once again, in 97, I'm a big fan of his, I think he went to Michigan state. Oh, and he's from Flint. Okay. My boy didn't even (laughs) know all that, but any, Oh shoot. He won a super bowl as well. So, and he won a gray cup first team, all pro, Totally did a lot of things, and for me, it's just all about the nickname because I just Chris Berman had all the greatest nicknames back in the day with NFL prime time. Ooh, prime! And prime, so baby, prime time, yeah, back in the day. So I'm all about it, and I'm going with
0: Andre Bad Moon Rising. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. But that, you know what? What you said about Smitty was right. He sent me a text from Frankfurt the other day, too. <laughs> Random. Nobody's nobody's nobody wearing my jersey. But um, <laughs> it, it's so funny and interesting, and I talk about this all the time, to go to Europe and to watch the NFL culture over there. Dude. Because it's just so it's, all over the place.
1: I've told people this from my experience, and I went, like, forever ago, and it has only continued to grow. It's like, dude, they just pick whoever they like. They don't care about – Oh, they, no. They don't have – they have no – Loyalties to anything? No,
0: I, and I've told the story a hundred times. When I was riding the tube in London to yeah. go to the game over there for Panthers and, and Bucks back in 2019. Um, I saw Dante Culpepper jerseys. Yeah. I saw Jeff George jerseys. No doubt. I think I saw a YA Tittle jersey over Jeff there. Jeff George
1: was throwing the rock to Andre Risen to let everybody know how long ago Hell that yes was. Oh,
0: yes, he was. I'm pretty <laughs> so, sure I saw a Natron Means jersey over love there. Love
1: a Natron Means. I, that's a great shout If out. you
0: throw out a name, I'm pretty sure I saw their jersey <laughs> in London when I was over there in 2019. So,
1: so that's how I felt. We go over there. We're playing the San Diego Chargers. I mean, I had a blast all week. And we get there, and we're like, we look up in the stands, and it's like, Dude, I see Tom Brady jerseys. I see, like, I see Tampa Bay jerseys. I see literally every ton of jersey you can imagine. Green Bay. And it's just, like, random. Like, just random everything. And you're like, dude, I think they just wear whatever they got. Like, they don't, they're like, hey, this is American football. They're over here. Whatever American football gear I got, that's what I wear. And it's so crazy because over in Europe, they're, They are fanatics about their own home sports, quote unquote, football or what we call soccer teams. They are fanatical about it. And so they rep so hard for their own. But then when football, American football comes over, it's just like, you know, whatever we got, that's what we wear. And it's just kind of this hodgepodge crockpot. Everybody just throw it in there, whatever we got, it's you know <laughs> it's cool, man. It's, it's kind of cool. It's and, a total different environment, it's and, and, a totally and, and, different
0: feel. And because they haven't played football over there for decades, like they, they have a very different football culture. A lot of it's rooted in fantasy football because how that's how they've rooted for the sport that's for, a, for a lot a of great years. Point. Great right? Point. Because they don't have youth football, sandlot. they don't have middle school, high school football, college football. Yeah, there's and NFL
1: in NFL Europe was over there.
0: It was. I so held one of my, my And they
1: said they said it was a good good product. Well,
0: it's my, just like they just don't need it. One of my close friends and one of my coaches in high school football, uh guy named Darren Graham. Shout-out Darren Graham. He was our quarterback's coach in high school. He played in NFL Europe, right? So when <laughs> we were on a scout team in high school, right, this dude was the quarterback on the scout team. And I was catching Ballin'. I was catching lasers on – Berlin. Der- oh, my God, <laughs> I was catching lasers from the- – shout-out Darren Graham, man. But NFL Europe had some good dudes out they there, did, man. They did, they did. Including the great Kurt Warner at one point, too, I believe. Yes, he was um, over there. And and that's go ahead, jump I in there. Th-
1: no, no, I think he played for the Thunder, I think. That, I think that team. sounds right. Yeah. yeah, the Berlin Thunder, I believe.
0: That sounds um, right.
1: And I, I, one of my former teammates, Lance Moore, he played over there. He was like, dude, it was like it was so different. Um, and they went, it's because the season was like what we would consider like the XFL season. Right yeah, it was like off season for the NFL. So teams were like, hey, it's almost like we're relegating these few guys to come over there and get some reps. Learn, continue to learn how to yep. learn the game, continue to compete. And then you it, look up
0: – some of these guys are playing tackle football year-round. It's like, yeah. I don't know if that's good for you, but <laughs> – Hey, at the time, like, you don't care when no. you're trying to make it. When no. you're in the grind, oh, yeah. like, dude, you, you just grind. No, you're just grinding. You're trying to get you're a job. You're just grinding. You're trying to earn a check.
1: I, I really, really enjoyed my experience over there, dude. I, I, I had an absolute blast from the shopping to the people watching to just understanding that, you know, me being a single dude at, at that time just uh, – how the women's opinions about us over there, because our American black guys do not look like European black guys. No, I noticed that too. Yeah, we, we don't look uh, like – They're very bougie. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's totally different. The way we walk, the way we act, the way we carry ourselves. I mean, of course, how we sound is just different than um, European black guys. It's just, it's just a total different culture. They it's, are very different. Yeah, so – You know what
0: else is different about it too? My guy Marcel Louis-Jacques, who covers the Dolphins for uh-huh. ESPN, was tweeting about this. He goes – you know, it's very strange to look around a football stadium and see people just openly smoking cigarettes everywhere, yep. right? Everybody. Everybody, everybody smokes cigarettes. Everybody smoking everybody cigarettes. Everybody smokes cigarettes. So it's like a cloud of like Marlboros, you know, yes. just all over the stadium. <laughs> you don't get that in America anymore. No, they all smoke cigarettes as well. Yeah, they do.
1: Um, it's, uh, and it's just what it is. And uh, you know what they call them over there. Fags. Um, yes, yes, they call them fags. They call them fags over yes, there. Yes, yeah. they call them fags over yeah. there. And so, oh, I, we're
0: canceled, I think. I, I, think I got... mean,
1: I, I didn't know I, if you weren't going to throw
0: it out there. I was like, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle said it, so I'll jump on it, too. I'm not afraid of words, man. People are afraid <laughs> of words all the time. Like, I'm not either. Words are words, bro. I got
1: one question. I'm looking at you got right now. Huh? Why the hell is Mickey Mouse? Dancing
0: with the HBCU. Black well, they're at Winston-Salem State, the alma mater of – so they're in North Carolina. We got so we got Stephen A. and Shannon in North Carolina. Stephen A. went to Winston-Salem State. I think he played ball there for a year before he tore his knee up, I think this is the how the story goes. Yeah, that's it So excuse. they're doing first take from Winston-Salem State and ESPN, as you know, is Disney-owned company. So, you know, just putting the pieces they together. They got there. Mickey out there. I mean, they got Mickey in, like, uh, yeah, like leading the marching band type <laughs> yeah. outfit. I don't know what you'd call that, but I'll look at James Harden, too. James Harden. Did you see this dude the other day? I'm not playing in a system. I am a system. You see that quote today? No! Oh yeah, he said I am a system. Oh yeah, James yeah, Harden's a, a trip, step man. Stand oh, back three. I mean, it, it, he is. He's very disliked by a lot of people, and he does. He annoys me to watch him play ball sometimes. But he is a legend in his own right because this man gives zero shits what anybody thinks about him. He's made tons of money playing basketball. And he's uh,
1: been able to get traded whenever he wants.
0: He'll show up fat sometimes. Spends oh. all night in Houston strip clubs. I mean, no just, question. you know, I, I don't know what the LA strip club scene looks like, but. Oh, it's uh, not that good. It's not that good? No. I mean, I'm no. not shocked by that. I mean, L- LA as a city's gone downhill from the last time well, I was Well,
1: no, no, no. Don't you blame the strip clubs on the city. They, they're two totally disconnected things. It's just that, number one, it's not full nude number two <laughs> it's like it's just like other issues it's like it's just not as entertaining
0: it's, i love, it has, I love <laughs> that i love that fucking breakdown it has uh, nothing. fully nudes so how good could it be <laughs> uh, yeah it's just
1: i mean it's better it's better better options out there if like that's what you're into okay and, and even like in like dallas uh, okay you got the big gentleman's club out there i mean it's it's byob so you can't
0: houston's just a grimier city man yeah There's it's just more it's and, I, and i don't mean that in a bad way necessarily i was just in houston back in the spring it's just a different it's a very different vibe I, man.
1: the only my biggest problem with houston is that everything's 45 minutes away that is absolutely true it's, but it's also true
0: of la i mean you get that you get off, nah, you nah, land in lax it's a 60 minute cab ride to the city what do you it, mean? it's everything's traffic based in la it, like
1: the to from to lax to downtown is like eight miles but it's all traffic based like everything yeah. is traffic based and the difference with la is that you can hit traffic at 3 a.m in the morning or 11 30 in the morning or like any hour outside of rush hour you still can hit traffic i feel like houston's kind of similar in a way um every time i'm around there it seems like it's just traffic jams but i mean these are these cities man that co- look I'm not gonna complain about somebody else's city because I don't live there.
0: Well, no, I'm not that's what I was gonna say. I'm not a West Coast city authority. I'm a West Coast guy. I love West
1: Coast. You're an Alabama man.
0: Dude, you visit the the left I coast. I
1: love the West Coast. I mean I do I just
0: I, don't want to pay to live there. That's why I didn't Well, that's it. Like I enjoy being out there. I will never I would never voluntarily A go that way far away from my family, but B, I would never voluntarily pay, pay California taxes. There's no chance in hell I'd ever go out there and let them take forty percent of my income. Um, among other things. But it is a beautiful place. I, I will never argue that. How much are they getting now? Uh, I don't not know the exact 40. number.
1: They're not getting 40. How much are they getting? Uh, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> it's they, a lot. I mean, it's a lot, a lot. As my man, um, my boy Tim, who's actually been on the show, my boy Tim Lewis, he's been
0: on the show. We, we got to get Tim back on the show.
1: Yeah, we, we should. Dude, he's like all in right now because of all the Michigan scandal. Him, You're working with the former NCAA. The whole
0: state of Michigan's fucked it's up. It's
1: like. The whole state of Michigan. The whole thing. Not only that. I mean, what a quick turn what we just went to. Um We're just the, we're landing on states right now. So, I mean, you know, it's an yeah. obvious thing to do. All right. We're gonna let's land on this Michigan state. Cause right now we had a joke yesterday and the office is like, you know, Michigan, they're getting pretty good at these whole manifesto things, right? Yeah. Now. Cause this guy Stallions had a whole manifesto about how he's going to take over the University of Michigan's football program.
0: Yes. I'm like, what? Kind of like Matt Rule's Way of the Panther before he got fired, I guess.
1: And I'm like, you know, anytime you use the word manifesto, like, I'm coming with some questions.
0: Lots of them. You know? Well, manifesto's in the news yesterday, too, for reasons we won't get into. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Then we also had, you know, Michigan is also the same state who certain people said they were going to have a little manifesto and just probably happened to try and kidnap the governor
0: well there's a lot there too um they call it mississippi for a reason um you know they're-
1: and they're the home of most militias in the country which a
0: lot of people wouldn't realize right
1: <laughs> that's i was shocked because like here in out. north
0: carolina heavy militia population out west right um i grew up in virginia like the southwestern like part western of the mountains. north carolina western north carolina right you know heavy militia population north mountains hillbillies okay. Not a lot of natural beauty, too. I mean, I love Western North Carolina, but, you know, North Carolina, Virginia. Hills, hillbillies. And militias. Mountains. Yep. Militias. Correct. And so a lot of folks, you're right, don't realize that Michigan (laughs) is home to a lot of militias, right? It's also home to Michigan State. Uh, Per capita, the most scandals of any university in the history of universities, right? I mean, they racked them up in the last 10 years. They racked them up. Racked (laughs) them up, right? Michigan (laughs) State, just they're known. That's what they're known for. Scandals, Right. Um, And so that happened. Now Michigan's doing this. Uh, They got all the militias. It's all sorts of crazy wild shit going on in the state of Michigan. But uh, the Connor Stallions thing is so funny. Right, because he's on the side. Most recent thing is he's on the side. He did resign, by the way. He's on the sidelines at Miss Central Michigan, wearing the Ray Bans. It looks like there's camera technology <laughs> in him. Like he even customizes sneakers so he'd, he'd fit in on the sidelines. And you got Larry McElwain, or sorry, Jim McElwain, up there, the head coach, former Florida Gators. He's head like, who's this guy? And they, he's in a press conference, and he's like, yeah, we uh, we know all about the um, the you know the sign stealing guy. And it's like, first of all, Jim, how do you know that's what he was doing when you mentioned it that way? Second of all, how do you get on your sideline? Who let him on your sideline? Say about that. Um, he's been trying to tap dance around it the last couple of times I've seen him talk. But one of the obvious questions was, okay, how did he make it into onto your sideline? No Who doubt. Who let him on? I mean, is there no kick, is there a kickback here? And I'm just speculating. But you know, everybody generally knows these coaches know who's on their sideline, who's on their staff. Right At some point, you're going to be questioned if you're not supposed to be there. So, you know, folks are asking questions, and I think reasonably so. Okay, was Central Michigan getting some sort of kickback for their participation in this? Were they benefiting from this in some way, shape, or form? And I'm not looking to go after the Chippewas. I don't care about Central Michigan getting taken down by the NCAA, but it's just like the whole state of Michigan's fucked up. It's all corrupt.
1: So, I I work with a friend of mine who's a big Michigan guy. And I just laugh because, like— they're still finding ways to not really tiptoe around it as much as it's like, look, we ain't the only one that's doing it. And so this ex-college, he sent me an a, a article. It says, ex-college football staffer shared docs with Michigan showing a Big Ten team had Wolverine signs. So Michigan's coming out now, and they're just like, you know what? if you guys want to come at us, we're just going to burn the whole system down. Yeah. We're just going to start telling on everybody and yep. everything. And you got to understand, like, it's just a crab mentality right now. We're just bringing it crabs in a bucket mentality. We're bringing everybody else down. Yep. We're going to drag them all down with us. And, you know, I think that's the only way to kind of try and survive if you're Michigan. I, I, I'm I'm just so enamored by this whole scandal. And, yes, it is a scandal um, because the – the attempt to go that far to get an edge, it is a line that has to be drawn somewhere. I mean, you literally can't have – like if you're buying tickets and you like – I guess if you're like looking up from the stands or something and like teams aren't changing their signs and they go a whole year without changing anything, I mean, they kind of deserve it at that point. Yeah. Um, we always change signs. Like I've never been on a team that just kept the same signs all year long. Right. But if Michigan is to go on to win a championship or do anything great, and all they need to do, they really, they just need to win a fucking playoff game. They ain't even done that. If they go on to do these things, it will be a huge asterisk right beside their same team. You same, think so? For sure. The same way the Houston Astros were in like, what is that, 2019? 2019? Listen, I'm a
0: Dodgers fan. It's 2017. 2017 you, don't, you don't have to you explain don't talk that. About- <laughs> like, that I one. It. I got it. That one. That it's the same thing. But here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with that. And I, and I, my only put, and I don't care about this. Like, I'm not a mission guy. But the, the way I'd push back on that is this. We didn't find out about the trash can thing until after the World Series. Right? Until yes. after it was done. Now, Deflategate, for instance, we found out about. Right? We found out about it before it happened. So, they, it was the, uh, the Ravens game. They beat the Ravens in the playoffs. I was there at Fox Pro. The next week, they got Indianapolis. They, found, they, they noticed the footballs were underinflated during the Indianapolis game. They fixed them at halftime, and then Brady went out and cooked them in the second half too with a you know reasonably inflated football. So my only point here is, now that everybody knows, everybody's changing up their signals, right? And Michigan knows everybody's watching them now. So with what? Four weeks left to go in the regular season, plus a conference championship game. Uh, plus a semifinal game, plus a national championship game. Let's just say they run the table and get there. I'm not saying they wouldn't wouldn't have cheated earlier in the year, but everybody will have changed their signals, and everybody will have been watching Michigan since then. So wouldn't that in some ways – just playing devil's advocate here, and I hate that phrase – but wouldn't that in some ways, like, kind of legitimize it where it's like, okay, they were busted, it was noticed, everybody changed it up, they were under a microscope, and they still won a title. What happens? What Mm.
1: happens to the coach who's under the and look, I don't care. I have no opinion about Jim Harbaugh. I, I get. I, it. I have not. I don't even know the guy. But I do know this: it happened under your watch, mm-hmm. and so, and for us to act like with this low-level scout, whatever he was, to be able to have the ability to travel to all these different places and pick up on all these signs and do all these other things, whether he was—I just don't believe he did this on his own. I just did, like you. Just cannot tell me that. It's like you peeing on me and telling me it's raining. Like I'm like, correct. Fuck you, dude. No, it's right. not. Like, so I've you never- either
0: knew and you were willingly <laughs> cheating, or you didn't know and there's no excuse for that, right? It's, it's, it's like the Patino thing at Louisville. You either knew yes. and you're culpable and you're guilty, or you didn't know and that's absolutely inexcusable because you're it, you're in charge of everybody. Yeah, right. And
1: like, and no, yeah, but like, he just wasn't getting these signs and just keeping them in a notepad by himself.
0: Oh, They'd probably plug them into a computer program, <laughs> matching up saying? plays with signals. The whole nine. And so the technology is what really changes the game there, right? Because the whole there, nine. there is technology where you can take those signs, match them up to plays, and all of a sudden you you're spitting out you know a spreadsheet or you have you know basically um, a guide here of hey this means that this means that. I mean you're able to and look it's football. It right? is. It, you still have to win one on one battles. You got and Deion and, and
1: I've and and come from the school of hey look if you ain't cheating you ain't trying, right? Yeah. And 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 I do think the most over. And you know my most overrated thing in sports? Mm-hmm. You know what that is? No. What is the? What do you believe the most overrated thing in sports? Oh, that could be <laughs> anything.
0: I don't know. I don't know. What is the most overrated thing in sports? Sportsmanship. 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 Oh, fuck sportsmanship. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, Can You'd be fucking nice to nobody. Yeah. For what? Fairness. What yeah. does that mean?
1: <laughs> Anyways. With those two things being said and declared, it's uh, funny. It is a certain line that you cannot cross, as far as it comes to getting an edge. Because yeah, then it turns into cheating. Well, I mean, technology I like is this, what really has changed yeah, a lot of I, it. Man. I feel like this crosses that line. Like if if we pick up on signals or signs from watching film, and we notice little things like, and they don't change them, that's that's their fault because we get signs because so now we can anticipate. We still got to play it true. Cause we don't know. We're not, we don't have a contract with them saying like, this is what they're going to do. Yeah. It's not written in paper. It's not written in stone. So you, that gives you an edge. Okay. If I think he's doing this, then maybe I'll play a little bit more of a shade outside. Right. And then you got to play it. But if they're able to do all these things and it's also like another disappointing part is that, man, you're miskin. You should be able to line up and just smack these teams.
0: Like most of them. Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Like you're big. You're the big blue. Yeah. You talk all this trash like you are. You got more wins than any other college in football history.
0: You know, I think part of it, too, is, though, is that they're really good. They're Michigan. They're like a foundational bedrock college football program all the time. Right. But let's be real. Most of the time. When these Big Ten schools outside of maybe Ohio State run into SEC schools with loaded rosters, they don't have the horses to run with them. No, we Right, They're good teams. They end up in a college football playoff semifinal, and then you get there and it's like, oh, Alabama's entire roster is made up of these guys or LSU's entire roster. We got 10, 15 of these dudes at Michigan – LSU's got 40 of them, right? No, it, no, not LSU. LSU's not good. Whatever. You get the example, though, right? Alabama's got 40 of them, right? One goes down, they just slide in another one right in their place. Mm-hmm. Michigan can't do that. Most teams can't do that. And so you got to find that edge, right? Yes. you got to find an edge because it's not good enough if you're Michigan just to get back to the college football playoff, to get back to the semifinal. You know, because, hey, that's great. We got there, but we lost to TCU, a team we were supposed to beat. How are we going to get over this hump? Because if we lose to TCU, what's going to happen when we run into a top-end Georgia team, Alabama team? Well, we know the answer. That's why Brian Kelly left Notre Dame, ultimately. Yep. right? Notre Dame gets great football players. LSU, Alabama, Georgia, they get more great football players, right? And it's yep. just, at some point, you, you just can't overcome it. So... I think that's what Michigan's been trying – this is a fascinating story, and I don't really care about it. I just I find just it – want wa- all the
1: facts to come out. Yeah. And the, the thing that sucks about it all, and this is what I originally thought was talking to my boy Tim about it, was this. He was like, look, the NCAA is going to come in, right? Because the, the Big Ten, they can't do anything but, like, hand out fines. Maybe they can suspend a coach for two games. Like, yeah. that's the max that they can do. Yeah. Which is like – these other teams, these other Big Ten teams are like, hell no. We want way more than that. <laughs> we want way more than that. Are you kidding me? All right? So you have that part. The NCAA is going to get called. They're going to come in. And when they send out a message or say something that they want to complain about, you know what happens next. Michigan has 90 days to respond. 90. Hmm. By that time, the season is already done.
0: Oh, yeah. We're on a college basketball like <laughs> so that, March
1: Madness at that yeah. point.
0: Michigan's got 90 days to respond. Right. Just to respond. Just to respond. Much less anything done about it. That's exactly. why I've, tell- I've been saying this for exactly. several days now. I'm like, they're not stopping a college football playoff run in its tracks.
1: No. no can't but, happen. No. Th- this whole operation moves like a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And you still got to have a whole bunch of facts and everything needs to come out.
0: Yep. I agree.
1: So that's going to be then. Then Michigan will respond. Then they have back and forth, and NCAA is going to, or whoever's going to want, all right, well, we need Jim Harbaugh to be suspended indefinitely or 10 games. And Michigan will be like, not happening. And then you'll have a little bit of litigation with this, back and forth, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Then next year you know, Michigan's going to come out and maybe try and sue the NCAA for this, this, and that, and the other. Because as long as nobody, as Jim Hart doesn't, um, uh, as long as Jim Hart, Harbaugh doesn't incriminate himself, then who's gonna come get him?
0: Right. Connor Stallion's the, the, already left. He already took he already the fall. Left. He's gone. It, I mean, and talking about Connor Stallion might be a top three fall guy of all time. Top three name in college football, too. Like this is some Jack Ryan shit. Like this was a Naval Academy graduate, right? Parents went to Yeah, his parents went to Michigan, but he didn't go to Michigan. He went to the Naval Academy um you know he was an intelligence officer you're right i mean he had a whole manifesto written out about how he was going to take over and run the michigan program one day like this is a this is some jack ryan espionage novel type shit that the, we're looking at dude and it's funny as hell. top
1: three fall guy of all time he came out and said that this was i nobody else knew anything about this this was just me i'm like what he took all of the blame I was just a rogue agent. I am just doing my own thing. Yeah. When you couldn't tell me to believe that a million years. I don't care. No, I don't care either. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. 100%. So, who else is the top fall guys? You got Connor Stallions. You got the Barry Bonds guy. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> uh, I don't care about their fall guys. Like, yeah. They're going to find somebody. Because, I mean, there are, they're still negotiating Jim Harbaugh's new contract. Like, yeah. there was a report that they had put it on hold, and they asked him about that, and he's like, I wouldn't say that's accurate. And then I saw other reports that, like, nope, they're moving ahead with Jim Harbaugh's extension, right? <laughs> so, cool. Go ahead and do that. Like, I, I, at this point, this is the kind of college football stuff that, like, I don't get worked up about, but I find it wildly entertaining. I, I'm
1: not worked up about it at all. I know. As much as it's just, like, I just think it's egregious. I think I, – I, The NCAA should have some kind of ability to be able to step in. But the NCAA's biggest fear is getting sued. They don't even run college
0: football's postseason. Because
1: they don't want to get sued.
0: Nobody's going to respect anything the NCAA has to say here. There's going to be so many lawyers, so many lawsuits. This is going to be dragged out for forever. And by that point, we're going to be into the 2026 college football season. Yeah. So, really, that, that's, team it's not that I, I haven't spent any time on it because I don't think it matters, but you can see where this is going. So many lawyers are going to be agree. involved, and by the time any, it reaches any resolution, we will have forgotten about most of this. So, you know, that's that's just where I think this is right now.
1: Okay, Kyle. Hard switch again. You ready? Yes. All right.
0: You're Carolina Panthers. Oh, stop. Yes, I got to go talk about this. I went on the air yesterday, and I opened up the show, and I was like, this is the worst organization in football. <laughs> 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 this is the worst organization in football. There's, what, what, who's worse? Who's worse? <laughs> the Cardinals? No, they made the playoffs two years ago. Carolina's going to go six straight years without making the playoffs. Dude. Are the Jets worse? Not right now. They're not.
1: Dude.
0: Broncos? I, they, they have a longer playoff drought. Cow, but who cares only, about the that? The only
1: thing I regret right now is that they drafted Bryce
0: Young because that drugged me back into this thing. They're trying to break the kid, too. They're... Uh, have you seen the protection or lack thereof? Oh. Now, and I'm not saying that he's been perfect, but, I mean, it is just atrocious. I, I went for the first quarter of the game on Sunday, all right? So I finished a pregame show across the street at the doghouse. I walk across the stadium. I go up to go to my press box seat. I stayed for, like, a little over a quarter. And I watched a four-man rush consistently whoop that offensive line, you know, c- collapse the pocket, Zach Bryce. This Sinema. is like the
1: one thing you had to do right.
0: if you were drafting this quarterback. But you know what? The thing about it is I'll give them a little bit of grace because most of these guys were here last year and they were like a, they were a top 10 unit overall. And now all of a sudden they've regressed into being one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Um, you know, their solution and what's what's popped up and has really pissed some people off or at least shine some light on what's going on over there was that video of David Tepper back in the spring. And admittedly, I did, it didn't strike me as much. I don't even know if I saw it back then. But David Tepper back, back in the spring talking about Bryce Young, and he's like, well, we got a point guard here. He's a point guard. And so, you know, you could probably save some money at the wide receiver position because he's just going to distribute the ball and all these – he's a point guard, you see? And it's like – yeah, that, but that didn't turn out to be such a great plan, all right, because you brought in 33-year-old Adam Thielen, and we told you back in the summer that if this is your plan to be your number one wide receiver, you're in trouble. Thielen, Thielen is their number one guy. And that's not good. Like, Adam Thielen's a great football player. He, Like, historically speaking, he's a very good wide receiver, and he's the kind of guy you want in the locker room with a rookie quarterback like Bryce, but you needed more, he's clearly. consistent,
1: very consistent.
0: Right, you needed more than this. And so the offensive line's not protecting. Adam Thielen's the only guy getting open consistently. I watched Jonathan Mingo run a route, if you want to call it that, on Sunday, where it wasn't quite a free release, but they also weren't jamming him, and it kind of looked like a double team, and he didn't really know what they were doing. So he took one step, and he kind of spun, and then he turned, and everybody's looking like, what what route is that? What (laughs) route are you running there? You, know, you can point all of, and again, I say this is someone who can't run a sub 540, who's never been a professional wide receiver, but we all know what it's supposed to look like for the most part, and that ain't it, Ugh. you know? And so, like last week, I'm watching DJ get hit in the face on a 30-yard ball down the field, and um, I, it's just, it, it's a bad situation. Hell, Colts fans came in here and, and were loud on, Colts fans, not Cowboys fans, not Steelers fans, not Buffalo fans, Colts fans came in here on Sunday. I mean, Bank of America Stadium has turned into a visitor's welcome center, you know, for for opposing fans. Yeah. It's not formidable as a home field advantage. It hasn't been in a while. You know, fans come in here from opposing fans. This is their trip for the upper Midwest teams, the Northeast teams. This is their chance to come to warmer weather in the fall and the winter. Yes. You know, it's a welcome center. For, for opposing fans there's no culture there um it's too expensive inside that building for the average family it's you know it's 600 700 bucks to get in it's another 50 bucks to park it's another 100 bucks at the concession stand to watch what that who's doing that who wants to do that consistently i'd be sick if i was throwing thousands of dollars a year away at this team right now <laughs> i'd be sick to my stomach if i had psls because you know you can't offload them right now who wants them who wants the PSLs for this team right now?
1: I love this Kyle. Sorry. I love this Kyle,
0: baby. I'm just in that mode right you now. You are so in that <laughs> mode. Because I've got to go do it again today. Yeah,
1: well, I'm sorry. I mean, I had to ask. Because your fault, we missed last week, and we could have talked about something positive. I know. We could have <laughs> talked about something positive. It was like, okay, the one the one game that I felt Carolina had to have. Yeah. To, to get Bryce's back was to win that
0: game. To beat Stroud and the Texans. You had to. But you know what the worst part about it is now? Stroud goes out, breaks a rookie record on Sunday, throws for 470 and five tuds, you know, while Bryce throws two pick sixes, three overall. And I got people calling my show yesterday. One guy was like, "Uh, I got a conspiracy theory. I think CJ threw that game to help Bryce out last week. And I was like, what? And he was like, you, I mean, you know they're best friends. And, you know, I, I Roger Goodell was in the house. And, like, you know, Stroud probably felt bad for Bryce. And, you know, he was like, I'm probably just going to, you know, give Bryce this one and move on. And it's like, bro, do you know any professional athletes? Like, do you, do you know these guys at all? Not at all. Not at all. Like, because if you think for a second that C.J. Stroud would throw – but that's where we are in the discourse right now. He
1: wants, to beat, he wants to beat Bryce because he feels like he didn't get to do it in college.
0: Right. They are the best of friends. Yes. But anytime I face my best friends in I anything, want athlete, I want to beat their asses and talk shit to them after yes. the fact.
1: It, it, it was so – so last week I thought it was a huge win for them. Mm-hmm. Coming off a bye. Great Something job. Something they could Carolina. build on. Maybe. Something they could build on. Did I think it was going to be forever? No. All right? I don't trust this team. Yeah. I've watched this team. I would also say this. When I text my group chat about this Carolina Panthers team, the first thing that comes up from one of my O-line guys, he's like, look, that Panthers O-line is probably one of the worst in the league right now. Yes. They're not protecting this young, small quarterback. And he's under duress the whole time. And it's just really hard. Then I talked to one of my uh, pro scout friends, and he's like, look, dude, he's like, the one thing you knew about C.J. Stroud coming out of the draft was clean pocket the dude's throwing dimes.
0: Right. Period. And that's what they've given him.
1: Off-schedule throws. Making having to create, do some other things, okay. He could. This is where the struggle factor is going to be at.
0: The clean pocket. Clean
1: pocket, dude. Throwing dimes. Nobody's throwing a better ball than this kid. Right. And he's delivering, and that's what Houston's been able to do. Give him that. It's been great job by Houston. I think we should give more credit to what D'Amico, Ryan, and that Houston coaching staff has done with that team. Yeah. To have success this early in their tenure versus what Carolina's doing, where you go out. You spend all this money on all these coaches. It looks really, really pretty. All right? But all you really did was put lipstick on a a pig. Yeah. Because the roster's not right. Yeah. They haven't been good for years. All right? J.C. Horn, still not healthy. All right?
0: Well, half the defense is on IR. The whole thing. Yeah.
1: So everybody's beat up. Nobody's out there. The roster, I've told you, for three years now. I only like the starting 22. The moment you get past anybody on that 22, I'm like Ugh. not well built. Not well built Mm-mm. from the inside, and a lot of that has to do with misses in draft picks, later rounds. You gotta hit from that like fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round. Like some of these dudes need to be starters for you.
0: you know, this. This will this will uh, underline your point. I heard uh, Max say it this morning. The Detroit Lions GM over the past couple of drafts, I think it's 20. Excuse me, 22 That's picks hit. overall has hit all 22 of those guys are playing or con- contributing in some sense has hit Scott Fitterer and the Panthers 22 picks only 13 are still playing and several of them guys like Terrace Marshall Jr. on the way out I mean it, it's like it's night and day and it's night and I, day I like Terrace Marshall Jr. a lot of people coming did. out of college I did too it's not working
1: but why is that
0: I mean it's a lit- first of all they drafted him but when Joe Brady was still here as the OC. He played with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. And I think we probably have to point to the fact that, alright, when you play alongside Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, you're probably going to be open and, and get some opportunities, Yeah, and then right? when,
1: once they left, he still the he's still bald the following a, year. He's but, a
0: good football player, I think. Yes. I don't know if he's gonna, ever going to be anything in the NFL, but your your point's the right one. Like, the and roster it, construction has just been abysmal.
1: Yeah, and then, alright, when you, you bring in some free agency is not, it, you had not hit a whole bunch of home runs either. So, it's like, the whole operation is just I mean, you said it. I didn't have to say it. But I mean, you like, dude, it's the worst organization run right now.
0: It, it is. There's, you can't. To me, and I don't. I take no enjoyment in saying that. I take. I, I don't want it to be true. Yeah. But who's worse right now than the Carolina Panthers? Who's a worse organization? Somebody said, "Are you sure it's not the Cardinals?" Again, they were a playoff team two years ago. So and, I don't. And I don't the think Cardinals you can, are a terrible organization. They and they are. They're a terrible organization. But what? Who's worse? And we're going on six straight years. Yep. Revolving door at quarterback. You know, the Matt Rule era. I mean, it's looking like they could fire Frank Reich after a single year. They have made horrendous draft decisions. They traded up in consecutive years in the third round to take Matt Corral and DJ Johnson, one of whom is no longer here, and the other Johnson is a 24-year-old, 25-year-old prospect that they traded up for who finally got significant playing time on Sunday. Didn't really make an impact at all. And you had dudes all around him in that range in the draft who are rookies this year making a plan. Tank Dell, Josh Downs. I mean, the list goes on of dudes that you could have taken in those in that range without trading up again. But you did it anyway. You gave up two of the Christian McCaffrey picks that you got in that trade to go get DJ Johnson out of Oregon. And I'm sure he's a fine kid and his mama loves him, but like he's given you nothing. So it's a failure. It, it, it's an absolute failure. All of that again. Kind. If I was spending five, six, eight thousand dollars a year on this team, I would be sick to my stomach right now, <laughs> just pissing away money. You're just pissing away money on this football it's, team right it's now. It's
1: not good. It's not pretty. I agree with you on all those things. Um, I'd like to move on if you'd like. I to. would love to because I got
0: to do this all uh, again this afternoon. It's, so
1: it, yeah, and the fans are mad, dude. I yeah. didn't even know the Panthers had this many loyal fans until they started stinking this bad. Well, they had a,
0: they're had. they losing a lot of them. I yeah. mean, they're, they're, uh, the number of people, and I saw my buddy Josh and Klein. And Bryce
1: made some mistakes this past week. Let's let's put it on him a little bit. But let's bit also too. put
0: it in perspective. too. you said it's something about the, your buddy said the offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. Kurt Warner, Hall of Famer, randomly tweeted yesterday afternoon. He was like, listen, let's be clear. C.J. Stroud's offensive line is light years ahead of Carolina's. <laughs> That's what he said. He said light years ahead, ahead of the Panthers. Like people are trying to find ways to not say these guys suck right now without but it's the truth. Like yeah. Kurt Warner's like they're light years better right now. Um but yeah, I mean Bryce, he's thrown seven picks in seven starts, but in he's thrown five of those picks in two games. Yeah. Right. So he's gone long stretches without turning the football over because that's who Bryce Young is. Um you know, and I, I again, historical context at this same stage in his rookie season, Peyton Manning threw double that many picks. He thrown 14 <laughs> in seven games, threw 28 his rookie year, right? So I mean, I, I think we all have to calm down a little bit. I agree. And if and if C.J. Stroud had looked like and this, how many picks Josh Allen got? Uh, I haven't looked lately. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I bet Josh Allen up there too because he like at least one off the bus. Yeah, I, and I mean, and, and so
0: if Stroud had looked like doo doo butt too yesterday, or if you know or Sunday, or if he just played a ho hum game, I don't think it'd be as bad this week. But a man with for 470 and five tuds. I mean, what do you say about that?
1: I mean, I mean I'd say he's balling. And he did what he needed to do to help his team win. And it's just really good that you're starting to see these things. And, like, it's – look, I'm a I'm a big fan of just football. And yeah. I love the NFL because of the – you know, I, I, I study college football all the time now, Kyle. And it's just – it's a hosh of just, like, a lot of bad ball, a lot of bad tackling, a lot of no execution. A lot of times I'm like, what are they doing? But – when I get to watch NFL, I'm like, oh, I love it because the execution factors. It's, it's a different it, product. It is so good and it's so pure. And you have to be so good.
0: Although I think, yeah, I think the, the I think the I think the of the football sucked this year. I mean, we've had a lot of injuries, a lot of rookie quarterbacks starting this year. We're already up to like ten or eleven rookie quarterbacks starting this season so far. We're like not even halfway through.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we
0: well that and officiate. I mean, the NFL's got a real officiating problem. And I think this country's so addicted to football that it's they, they haven't suffered from it at any point. They won't, and they they may not. But like for me personally as a fan, like I'm watching. Did you see the hit that Xavier Woods laid on on Michael Pittman Jr. It was Sunday? a Terrible call. One what is worst. he supposed to do? What is he that's not football? Everybody from Lynn Swan to Roman Harper to Cam Chancellor what is he has supposed been laying that hit on wide receiver decades. What is decades. he supposed to do? Do you think Michael Pittman wants to get hit in the knees? No. no. He didn't take a shot to the head. No. And I had I had a couple of dudes on Sunday when I was talking about this. They're like, Roy well, launched himself. What the fuck does that mean? Lot to get out. You, you launched yourself technically to tackle anybody most of the time. So, what does that mean?
1: Well, I don't know what they want. You want me to
0: expose my shoulders so then I hurt myself. Right. Right. So you got a cracker sack ja- cracker jack size box. You got to hit somebody in at full speed every single time or it's a flag? Yeah. You can't play defense then.
1: Can't do it. And so and my job is to make a play on the ball or separate man from ball.
0: And then there was an identical hit last night. Monday night football, Jets and Chargers. No flag. No consistency yeah. whatsoever. And that was a game-changing and play. And
1: half of it was because Pittman laid there for a second. Well,
0: that's right. But it also, it would have gotten Carolina off the field. That was a big third down. It was a huge That would, have, And then two plays later, Indianapolis scores the only offensive touchdown they scored all game. <laughs> so, you know, what do you say? I, I, I get it. The Panthers lost by 14. Bryce gave them 14 points. He, he was did. the difference on Sunday, unfortunately. But also, you know, football's a very interesting game, right? The team falls behind, play-calling play changes. Well, you know, sometimes. Kyle, it,
1: I've said this to you and I've said this on this, this pod many times. Game comes down to like five plays. Yeah. And you got to win those. People those, don't like
0: hearing that, but it's true. It,
1: all the rest of them mean you can look it up. You can do whatever you want with it. It's five plays. Yeah. And if you win those majority of those five, then you win the game. And it can be for a big blowout or it can be close or it can go the other way. But that's what it was. The two pick sixes were it. Yeah. and And also. That, that flag yeah
0: on the uh on the target let's get off of this well I'll talk about this later I'm, I'm not going to drag you through this it is election day are you voting today uh I, w- I didn't know it was election here in, yeah, in Carolina it's election day man you Damn. missed out I mean I still got time well it's Mecklenburg County so I, I forgot to change my voter registration I'm being totally honest I got to get that done before next year
1: yeah I can just roll down the street right here I mean I vote. could I,
0: I got to take some as a matter
1: of fact I think I will go vote today I'd you like think to so? I'm for
0: sure. I'm Who going you to... voting for? Don't say that. Don't tell me. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna I'm gonna just... to... go look. I did want to ask you about something though. And I'm gonna look some things up, and then I'm gonna go vote. I did want to ask you about something. Tell me. As a lily white man, I'm very interested in this. Area. All right, let's go. First of all, you've seen the, uh, the the headlines about Joe Biden's weak polling numbers. How Democrats are freaking out right now because he's not polling well.
1: Yeah, because the world is crumbling right in front of us, and people look at America as the the superpower. Well, he couldn't
0: look less like a leader in, in, in most instances, right? Yeah, let's just be honest. Like, it's not yeah. even it's not even a partisan thing. I believe this is true of both parties. You shouldn't be 80 years old and running the country. I'm just sorry. You shouldn't be. I'm with you. Um, I don't care who it is, Biden, Trump. who are Now, let's be real, too. D- Donald Trump is a much more vivacious and vibrant late 70s, near 80, than Joe Biden is. He also stays in the tanning bed. That's very true. Um, I don't, is it tanning bed or spray tan? I don't even know what it is at this Whatever point. Whatever it is, it, it, it helps. Right. But, you know, um, he's a much more vibrant old man than joe biden is there's no doubt about that but i just generally speaking you should not be 80 years old and we, we have a very real problem of you know just ancient decrepit sometimes vegetative state politicians who won't go away Dian i appreciate Fein- mitt romney for walking away well good Diane feinstein had no business dying in office mitch mcconnell suffered two different fucking strokes in front of a microphone somebody put him out to pasture please for god's sake enough is enough we need term limits so fucking bad in this country these people have to go away the nancy pelosis of the world have to go away none of you none of you belong in office you know above the age of 75 years old i don't care go enjoy your grandkids go go enjoy all that money you made off insider trading all right just go away Please, we need younger, more vibrant people running this. Co- I'm talking about, you know, 65 year. Can we get a 65 year old back in the, in the Oval Office, please? Yes. So. So what is the question? Because I don't know where you going. <laughs> anyway, no, <laughs> so, anyway, Democrats freaking out about polling. I also saw an article of all places from The Washington Post the other day about and I think the article was and I I'm, pu- I'm pulling it up. Um, I think it said black voters have never been more disconnected from the Democratic Party. Here's another one. Uh, Democrats fear low black black voter turnout could hurt Biden's re-election campaign. Correct. Um, you know, just a lot of these. Uh, here's another Washington Post article. October 3rd, more people of color are voting Republican. Yes. Um, so I in my own personal conversations, like I know this is anecdotal, but like I have had many of these same conversations with my black and Hispanic friends too. And I'm not shocked to hear it, but I am a little bit surprised to see some of these mainstream media outlets covering it honestly, because in real life, I've heard a lot of people say this.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, I think more and more people are getting away from the fact of, okay, I got to like this president to vote for him. And it's more now based upon like, all right, well, what are what are the benefits of voting either or? Because you only get two options. And so that part of it. All right, so, and then it's also, well, the Democratic Party, what are they fighting for? We understood when this last election happened, that it was really the minority vote and the black vote that put the Democratic Party in charge. Yeah. And so, because of that, and are they getting the results from their votes? And are their votes being taken for granted? That is just an automatic thing. I think black people are understanding that. They, I think that black people are also understanding in America that how much the value of their dollar is worth. And the fact of, you know, you put your money behind certain things, certain products, Black people buy more shoes and different stuff than almost anybody. Michael Jordan. I mean.
0: Republicans buy sneakers, too. That's true. I I agree. Yeah. I didn't no, say but, they but did. It's, just, you know, it's the spirit, though. It's the mm-hmm. same spirit going both ways. Like, you know, these things cross party lines. They do. And so understanding that part of it, and what is
1: the Democratic Party fighting for? Are they fighting for black people's rights? Are they fighting for the minorities and not just the trans minorities or not just the 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 gay or homosexual minorities it's like everybody else as well because honestly or the migrant population yeah uh, honestly a lot of the you know you know we have the crisis at the border it's it's a lot of things happening down there then the world is kind of on fire it's missiles being shot off everywhere from oh, all yeah. angles
0: we're on the precipice of world war and III. so
1: you know i'm not i'm not ready to go that far um
0: oh i'm not saying we go there but it's as close as we've been in a long time.
1: Yes, that part. And because of that, I think that is why the poll numbers are so much weaker for Joe Biden. Outside of his own, you know, falling off of a bike, tripping, going into the plane. Like, besides those gaffes, It's also, you are, because of what goes on during your term. Like, you're responsible for it. Right? We blame Donald Trump for the lack of COVID response that we had. Why? Because he it was under his watch. Okay, so that's up to you. That's that's on you, whether you caused it or not. You're responsible for it. That is who we are as a people. We look at it for so much of the right now that that's what that's how we look at it. And so when all these things are happening under Joe Biden's watch, the inflation numbers, which are starting to come down and we're actually good compared to all the other G7 countries, countries in the world.
0: But, but it's still significant. It's still significant. You've been to Costco lately, and it, and it still
1: felt yeah, dude. I, I go there all the time. Oh, I know that's the making... only way I buy gas, dude. I ain't buying gas nowhere else. No. So those parts of it, and then so you would be held responsible to that. And right now, America and the and the world and the country feels like we're in a, a less better shape than we were under Donald Trump. And Donald Trump got the wor- got the presidency in like a really good time too. Like there was no world craziness. Like it wasn't. There was no world. Russia had not attacked Ukraine. You know, it wasn't, you know, all these other things weren't bad. Like, um, And Donald Trump got the office when America was still ascending from where Barack Obama had got it from George Bush. And so- We bottomed out in 09. Right, right. And then boom, boom, boom. And we've just been climbing since. And the numbers for America aren't terrible. They're just not where they were. And so because of that- you're going to be held accountable for that. Well, and, so, and it's
0: not just where they are. It's you know, and I know we don't have a ton of time left, but you know, it's some of the agendas you know that are being pushed to the top of the priority list that, that, the, part. Ameri- that the American public. I don't think it resonates with them the way that this administration believes that it does. Um, I won't Look, get into all that, but I just saw I, Dave Chappelle live here in Charlotte a week and a half ago. My man got into it, and I, if you want to watch his Netflix the Netflix special, the Lunatic Manifesto, um, you know, he he talks about a lot of those things. To your point. That, you know, they're making priorities, but that does not align with what, you know, regular everyday Americans find to be priorities. And, you know, look at the point, getting back to the whole, you know, minorities voting for Republicans, these reports. Look here in North Carolina, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, you know, black conservative, br- black Republican, whose polling numbers in this state are fantastic. I believe he's going to be the next re- the, the next governor of the state of North Carolina. Um, Josh Stein, who is the uh, the AG, I mean, he's going to, I believe, end up running against him and might be a fierce race. And, um, you know, I think this this state is kind of purple in a sense, but it's also controlled by Republican legend. There's a super majority now. Yeah. yeah, Um, They're making all kinds. And I I believe
1: it's funny to me because I think the one thing that not enough people give enough credit to to where, you know, Republicans are sometimes cool with being like being the minority vote, meaning like there's not as many people voting Republican yeah. as it is sometimes as Democrats, but the power of the pen is real. Oh, yeah. And so when you were able to gerrymander and you were able to get away and now you, you, you make the map to where it's viable to you and it's like, okay, I mean, you guys can get some votes and you can vote all you want. Sure. But you're not going to win the key things that we want to be able to control because it's gerrymandered. So now we're able to get the certain congress people we're under, able to get the certain uh state senators and, and things like that that buy up because oh well they won you know they they won this county but this county you know the way they gerrymander is going to be more
0: and as a counties princi- that way as a principle i'm opposed to gerrymandering right but here's the other thing too. What we're really talking about is each political party with their own agenda, wanting to redraw the map that yes. benefits them. Yes. So Republicans all the time get accused of gerrymandering to an extreme way, and it's absolutely true, especially in certain parts of the South.
1: Yes. Right. But then I go. I back, mean, Alabama—they're still fighting it, and they're just like the Supreme Court struck it down, and they're like. We're still gonna do it anyway. Well,
0: right, but then I go back and I look at some of the history of Democratic, uh, you know, when Democratic supermajorities in states, or whenever they've had control, and I see some of their attempts. Well, that's why California is never going to be. You're just trying to redraw the map to benefit your party. That's what it boils down to. So there have been egregious attempts to do it. There, people are awful, but I I think it's interesting. You know, Election Day today, right, which is honestly where most politics truly matter at the local level. But next year, buddy, a year from now, 2024 is going to be explosive, all year long. Trump's in court right now. They're trying to bring him down in New York and in Georgia, but he's still going to end up the nominee for the yeah. Republican Party. You
1: know, I don't know how much they're trying as much as like he has done a lot of this, and he's been able to get away with. Oh no, no, whatever. He's, when I,
0: yeah, let me rephrase. I'm not saying like he's a victim here. What yeah, I'm, okay, saying is, okay, like, okay, I'm saying is they're they're coming at him, you know, in an attempt to, to thwart his run back to the presidency yeah. next year. And I'm not saying none of. Look, he's Donald fucking Trump. Okay. He's been around a long time. New York real estate. If you believe that he's done things clean and by the book his entire life, you're a fool. Okay. <laughs> there there are videos of the man, of contractors lined up outside of his offices, <laughs> true. you know, wanting to be paid. Um, if you think this man's an angel, you're an idiot. But at the same time, Joe Biden's made his entire career in, in office. No yes. one should spend 50 years in government. I agree. And if you think he's clean, you're an idiot too. I agree. Uh, and and so these are our options apparently right now. And it's not going to change. And we're we're going to get the rematch next I, I year. I
1: think... I think Democrats had the the perfect opportunity to really let Joe Biden be what he said he was going to be, which was a bridge to the next,
0: and they didn't do it. Who's the next? Gavin Newsom? No, I don't think so. You sure? Because he just vetoed a bill about parent, parental rights. You mentioned the trans rights thing a couple minutes ago. He vetoed a bill. That would have you know, effectively taken the rights out of parents' hands to know what's going on with their kids in schools in California. The leftist progressives out there lost their minds when he did that. And his comment was, well, we're talking about a very small portion of the population. This is just a distraction. Oh, well, that's signal to a lot of people that you're trying to float back to the middle so that you can run for president 2024. It's smart. In a sense. I mean, but it's also very transparent, too. I don't think Gavin Newsom's popular nationwide. So if it's not Biden, who's it going to be? Because people aren't Kamala Harris is not winning the Oval Office. No, not at all. I don't think Gavin Newsom will either.
1: So it's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, the Democratic Party missed out on an opportunity to have that person in line. It's too late now. Oh, it's too late. It's too late. I agree with you. It's too late. You you've already set sail on the Joe Biden boat, and this is what you're going to get. Yeah. And now that you're down the river, and you're like, man, dude. I don't know if this is where we should We should maybe try and take a stop here and then it's too late. You can't just throw somebody out there now in the next, uh, the next year. I actually saw uh, the governor of Minnesota, he seemed pretty interesting as well um, mm-hmm. as a Democratic uh, candidate. I saw just some of the things, look, it's all about perspective and what you say, how you present yourself, and you have to look like somebody that can actually bring some people together, get people fired up. Um, I think that is one of Trump's ultimate powers is that he has ability to rile people up. He knows how to scratch that itch that lets, and you know, I'll just be flat out honest and I don't want to make it seem racial at all, but he has the ability to make white men feel fearful for the first time in this country that it seems like this country is being taken from them. That people uh, that have been in the power, it's like we're so fearful of all these other things that it makes us question things. We're so fearful, and I don't understand, and Kyle, maybe you can help me out with this, and maybe some of our viewers can too. I'd love for everybody to write in and kind of explain to me, because I see a lot of people that are so scared of the government, what the government's gonna do to them, what they're trying to do to them all the time, what they wanna take away, and I'm like, this government was kind of meant for you. Like, this government wasn't meant for my ancestors. The government, was for yours and so why are you and i get it a little bit because once the government takes over something they never give it back but i think that's all power heads
0: i don't know um i'm not I, as, as a white guy I'm, I'm not the least bit fearful that somebody's taking the country mm-hmm. um you know I,
1: I like to hear you say that i don't think everybody says that
0: no i don't but i also don't i i, I don't <laughs> i don't trust government I don't. Wa- I don't think the government should ever be given more authority, more power. Because I'm with like you. you said, they don't give it back, and yes. like you, they're not. A, they're not especially efficient.
1: No, they're at terrible. Anything,
0: no, at anything. It's and I don't big. like being told what the fuck to do, right, especially not by bureaucrats who weren't good enough to do anything else in their lives. Yeah, so uh, or talented enough. I'm sorry, like I don't have respect for politicians, any of them. Mm-hmm. Go do something more useful with your time. We need to cut their salaries. We need to institute term limits. Like, I don't trust them. I don't like them. And, and the type of person who wants to run for office in this political climate, um, I'm extremely wary of, right? Yeah. So the bottom line for me is you said, you know, my ans- my ancestors were from Appalachia. They didn't own shit. Yeah. They know not So anything. So, you know, my ancestors weren't in charge of this country. My ancestors didn't benefit from that system any more than anybody else did. Um, you know, I, I understand your point about racial dynamics. I'm not ignorant to that, yeah, believe yeah. me. Uh, but the point is, like, when I hear that, I do recoil at it because I don't think I have a, any tangible benefit that's from... That's not your lane. That's that's not my lane. Mm-hmm. But that's my problem is that I think that, unfortunately, and I say this as a guy who's been a registered independent for a long time now, um, I, I'm not voting for more government. Yeah, I'm not voting for I want to I'm going to I'm going to cast my vote to the guy whose philosophy is tax me the least. Leave me the fuck alone. That's what I want.
1: And I, I feel like that's why my home state has been so Republican for so long, because that's how they all feel in Alabama.
0: I mean, yeah, we all know there are historic racial you know, dynamics in Alabama. But the, the thing is, there's racial dynamics all over the world, man. I went yes. to Brazil several years ago. And the thing that you learn, Americans need to travel more, quite I frankly. Um, dark-skinned Brazilians are treated worse than light-skinned Brazilians. Yep. You will find this shit all over the world. <laughs> You'll find that stuff at play all over the world. Um, the, the, the thing that I do push back on is the fact that America is demonized more so than... We are still the shining beacon on the hill when it comes to freedom and democracy and the way things are supposed to be done. Are we perfect? Absolutely not. Do we have problems? Definitely. But you will never convince me, especially the older that I get, that more government is the solution to people's problems. And, you know, I have deep issues with leftism in a lot of ways. These people that scream about guns and gun safety and gun violence and they hate the police and all cops are bastard, but... Cops are the only people that should have guns. Make that make sense? It it makes zero to me. Um, I'm I'm not with that at all. It's an incoherent worldview to me. I, I agree. agree. I'm not talking about liberals. I'm talking I just, about leftists.
1: I just wish it was like just common sense things. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Like we can, there there we was can a war gun- started in this country over a three cent tax on tea, and now we have a country full of fat, lethargic people who are watching thirty to forty percent of their paychecks being taken by the government every every other week. And nobody really seems all that motivated to do it. And what are you getting for your money from the government? Uh, what yeah. are you getting in return for that?
1: And, and the worst part is, like, Kyle, where are you going to go that's better?
0: Right. Right. So we stay, <laughs> we fight, we fix it. Yes. But my, my, my form of fixing it is not handing over more power, more authority to no, a No, I don't
1: think so either. Um, I would love to – it's going to be interesting. This next 12- to 18-month period in this country – in this world is going to be very interesting to see i'm looking forward to it um i'm not going anywhere i will continue to try and work take care of my own do what i got to do as i've always done because at the end of the day i was never raised on the fact that like the government takes care of anybody right i've never looked at it as like you know hopefully the government can look out for us for this it's always been on me and my back and i will continue. i'll continue to um Push others to have that same type of belief and thought process. I would also encourage them to be involved as much as they can in their own communities because there's no better way um, to be involved than to at least be educated on these things that are going on around you. Yeah. Continue to educate yourself because that's, like I said, the power is in the pen. Yeah. And so you got to take advantage of what you can. And then from there, l- let's see what happens. Put people in office that care about the things that you care about. And continue to push forward, continue to be educated, continue to uh, be a part of the process. Because the worst thing that you can be is somebody that doesn't vote but have an opinion about
0: everything. Everybody enjoy Election Day. We're back next week. We'll talk to you then. For Roman Harper, I'm Kyle Bailey. One more thing. Oh, What's up? Roll Tide. That was a big win by my Alabama football team over this
1: weekend. I took my family. It was a beautiful time. Um, And I'm just so eternally grateful for my man, Mike Bruner, who took care of my family while I was gone. So thank you. Love it.
0: Roll Tide.